Appamada's programmes and facilities are supported through your generosity. Your support really does make a huge difference. You'll find a link for contributions on the website at appamada.org forward slash contribute. Thank you so much. Good, good evening, everyone. Welcome all of you online for, from wherever you hailing from. It's great to see you. And to Kim and Robin, who are here in the house with me. Um, so welcome to the Appamata December 2023 Rohatsu Practice Intensive. Uh, the theme for this intensive is the teachings from the Buddha's enlightenment, that is the Four Noble Truths and the Eightfold Path to Liberation. So I'd like to start with some practice guidelines. They're the same ones we always have. So if you've been here a while, you've heard it probably umpteen times. Uh, but for those who haven't, um, this will be your first time. So, um, and then we'll go on with Ellen in a minute. So uh, practice intensives are a gift. They're a gift we create for ourselves and each other. It is a gift of space, silence, respect for each other's containment and an expression of mutual care through our work and practice together. Please take advantage of this rare opportunity by bringing yourself wholeheartedly to your practice in every moment. Silence is our most important container. Make every effort to mindfully maintain silence except during practice discussion, group inquiry, and Q&A, following talks. During work periods, keep silence except for the briefest possible questions or discussions necessary to do the work. Do not make eye contact or signal anyone. And as we take the backward step, as Dagan, Dogen puts it, and turn our light to rest in mindful awareness, we provide for each other the protection and support for this shift. Notice the natural tendency to scatter your energies when in a transition from zazen to standing, from meditation to work periods, meal and breaks. Be alert and curious about whatever is arising without any attempt at manipulation whatsoever. Please follow the schedule completely. Uh, schedules are posted on the refrigerator for us. And for you guys, you all should have a copy. If you don't, uh, you can get in touch with Rosemary. Uh, be on time for zazen, for meals, and for talks. In the Zen tradition, that means 10 minutes before, on time means 10 minutes before a sitting period that follows a break. Please come at once to the Zendo. Take good care of your space keeping it neat and orderly. It is your practice home, 
for the duration of the intensive. Before you leave the zendo, whether it's here or your zendo, make sure your cushions are straight and aligned and that any personal belongings are neatly arranged. You may change from a chair to a cushion or to a bench or get an additional cushion or support during any break, including walking meditation. You may also use the restroom during walking meditation. Please wait for the second clapper that starts walking meditation before leaving the zendo. Intensives work by containing the energy we normally dissipate in our distractions and busyness. Allow yourself to be immersed in the silence and stillness here as much as possible. This is extremely important in support of each person's practice. When you go back home in the evening, or that would be for us, please maintain silence even with people you live with, if possible. Please avoid using computers, cell phones, televisions, or other devices during the time of the intensive, except for emergencies. When we take a break like this, we can notice our automatic and sometimes frantic clinging and habits of distraction. But this is the best way to fully experience this gift of time and space. Beginning tomorrow morning, we will offer practice discussion. Actually, we're starting tonight. Uh, so we'll have a couple of practice discussions tonight. The remainder of them will continue throughout the intensive. Please check the schedule for the date and time of your session with one of the teachers. Everyone should meet each, each teacher at least once. Uh, for those who are here, um, label a cup with your name when on site and use it for drinks during the day. Wash your own cup as needed. We all support each other. Please be mindful of the roles and jobs you are assigned and be sure to show up on time for these responsibilities. If you have any particular needs in the Zendo, please ask one of the monitors, uh, be it the person here or the AV monitor. Deepening our practice. Practice intensives are intentional experiences for exploration and for deepening our practice. We come together to support each other in a simplified way of living so that we can open our awareness fully to our life and our path. Part of the experience includes giving ourselves permission to experience and work with whatever arises in the context of our practice. There will be opportunities to meet with the teacher each day to help clarify your practice. Any topic that is meaningful for you is fine for practice discussion with the teacher. Please use this precious time of meeting wisely. Be considerate of others around you as we are supporting each other and being supported in this practice together. You will be involved in simple chores and helping with cleanup in support of the whole intensive. And I'm presuming this goes for you all too, 
will be cleaning up your, your space as well. Um, you will be involved in civilian cleaning. Okay. If you have any other questions, if you feel ill or distressed, please let one of the monitors or teachers know. Thank you. And now I'll turn it over to Ellen to for her opening talk. Good evening. Welcome to Apamata Rohatsu Session. It's such a joy to see all of you. Thank you so much for being here. And as Laurie said, it's a great gift to be able to take a step back from our usual activities, to sit zazen together, to study and learn together, and to become steeped in silence. This session celebrates the evening Siddhartha Gautama sat in meditation beneath the Bodhi tree and upon seeing the evening star became the Buddha, the awakened one. In regard to our own practice, the most important thing he awakened to was the four noble truths, the truths that end suffering for ourselves and others. During this session, we will be following in the Buddha's footsteps as we awaken to our own discovery of the Four Noble Truths. The first truth is the truth of suffering, which is to be fully understood. The second truth is the cause of suffering, which is to be abandoned. The third truth is the cessation of suffering, which is to be realized. And the fourth truth is the truth of the path, which is to be developed. This fourth truth is the Eightfold Path. The Eightfold Path is instructions for how we can embody the Four Noble Truths. We are encouraged to fully engage in these truths in our practice and in our lives. During this session, we'll be exploring what these truths mean and how to practice them day to day. For Siddhartha, the evening of awakening, this Rohatsu evening, was the culmination of years of practice. The Four Noble Truths may seem simple, but they are not. The Buddha spent years in meditation, study, and inquiry before he awakened to these truths. He meditated and studied with the teachers of his time. He spent years in mountains and forests attempting to purify his body and mind with ascetic practices. He was near death when he finally accepted that despite his effort, efforts, he was no closer to understanding how to end suffering. When he heard of Vina being tuned, he noticed that when the strings were tuned too tightly, they could break. When they were tuned, tuned too loosely, the sound was dull. He realized spiritual practice was like this. Ascetic practices were an extreme that could break the body and mind. On the other hand, overindulgence and sense pleasures weaken spiritual practice. With this understanding, he began to discover the middle way, 
of the Four Noble Truths and the Eightfold Path. This was a discovery that required deep contemplation of himself and the world around him. In other words, life as it is. And as far as I can see, we will spend the rest of our lives going deeper and deeper into understanding and living the Four Noble Truths deeper and deeper into relieving suffering in our own lives and in the lives of others. And that is what we will be doing together in this session. Together, we will follow in the Buddha's footsteps, awakening together to the Four Noble Truths and the Eightfold Path. Just like the Buddha, we will listen to the teachings. Just like the Buddha, we will embody the teachings by talking to each other about our understanding. Just like the Buddha, we will sit silently in meditation. It is within the stillness of our own Buddha nature that wisdom arises. The Four Noble Truths are each about the nature of suffering. And suffering has been on my mind a lot lately. And maybe this is true for you as well. The suffering of the world, my own suffering, and the suffering of people I know and care about. And it was the same in the Buddhist time. Of course, there has always been personal suffering. And just like in our present time, there were wars, political issues, and issues of inequality. Take, for example, the hardships of the Sakya women that the Sakya women endured seeking to become part of the Buddhist monastic Sangha. And recently, I even read about an ecological dispute concerning water rights that was happening in the Buddhist time. In our own time, we are all impacted by the suffering of the world, the suffering of shootings and gun violence, the suffering of war, the suffering of refugees in harm's way as they try to escape violence, poverty, and the effects of climate change. And depending on where we live, we ourselves may have experienced some of these kinds of suffering. With advances in communication technology, it is becoming more and more possible to personally know someone who has experienced these forms of worldwide suffering. We are all aware of the suffering in our world caused by racism, sexism, homophobia, and hatefulness towards people of various religions. And some of us have experienced these forms of suffering in our own lives. These forms of systemic suffering are an extension of the suffering we each experience in our day-to-day -day lives. We don't always get along. Sometimes we hurt each other with our words and our actions. We hurt each other out of our habitual conditioning, out of fear, out of hatred or anger, out of ignorance or delusion. The suffering of the world at large and the suffering of our daily lives is cut from the same cloth. And of course, we all experience the universal suffering of sickness, old age, and death, and loss. We all experience the suffering of not getting what we want and getting what we don't want. The Buddha has given us the Four Noble Truths, which include the Eightfold Path, to relieve the suffering of all beings. We practice the way to relieve our own suffering and the suffering of others. 
As we practice, we discover a big surprise, relieving the suffering of others and the relief of our own suffering are inseparable. Recently, there were hurt feelings in one of the Appamata groups I attend. And as I thought about repair and healing for our group as we go forward, I realized that everything the Buddha taught without exception was not only about relieving suffering in a generalized way, but specifically about the relief of suffering in our relationships to one another. And I think that holds true for relationships country to country, as well as person to person. So for me, an important aspect of the Four Noble Truths is how we relieve suffering relationally. And I'm tremendously grateful that we have this opportunity to deeply explore the Four Noble Truths and what they mean to our relational lives. We can practice the Four Noble Truths right here at home with our family, our friends, our coworkers, our Sangha, and our community. And you could say we are relieving suffering in our own little corner of the world, which is true. But in the greater sense, our personal world and the whole world are so interconnected that in a sense, they are one and the same. And as I mentioned, this, uh, as I mentioned, during this session, we will be following the Buddhist footsteps to awakening. The Buddha's awakening was the discovery of the Four Noble Truths, including the Eightfold Path. His awakening was preceded by hearing and deeply considering the teachings being offered by the teachers of that time. And we will follow the Buddha's footsteps as we listen and deeply consider his teachings. Laurie and I will do our best to present those teachings and we will teach each other with our questions and comments. And there is another way that we'll be walking in the Buddha's footsteps during this session. Like the Buddha, we will begin to embody the teachings. One of the ways the Buddha embodied the teachings was interacting with members of his Sangha. It was common at the time for practitioners to test their understanding in conversations or even in debates. So we won't be debating one another, but during activity sessions, there will be an opportunity to write and share our evolving understanding. This is one way to embody the teachings. Another way the Buddha embodied the teachings was by putting them into practice in his day-to-day -day life. By doing this, he could decide for himself if the teachings seem true. We can begin doing this during activity sessions by noticing how we interact with others in our group. As I mentioned before, on the evening of the Buddha's awaken awakening, he sat silently in meditation beneath the Bodhi tree, the tree of awakening. The several generations the several generations removed Bodhi tree stands to this day in Bodhi Gaya, Bihar, India. More importantly, the Bodhi tree exists within each of us. Following in the Buddha's footsteps, we will sit zazen together under the endless can canopy of the of the tree of awakening. I suspect the Buddha was a master meditator 
But if you read about his night, uh, about his night under the Bodhi tree, you'll see that at times his mind was full of thoughts and images. Like the Buddha, when we sit zazen, we may observe the nature of our mind and maybe even begin to see how our habitual thinking harms ourselves and others. And like the Buddha, we may at times sit in the deep openness we share with all that is. During the session, we all sit upright together with the Buddha under the Bodhi tree, the tree of awakening. So again, thanks to every one of you for being here. And I look forward to exploring the Four Noble Truths and the Eightfold Path together.